Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose. As always, this is your host, Brandon Allen, and I'm excited to bring you another business podcast this week. So I want to talk this week a little bit about management and specifically about how we get our team to buy in. How do we get our team to do the things that we need them to do? Understanding that, look, as a business owner or a manager, we can't do it alone and we really need our team to help us push our value effectively out in the marketplace. And so one of the things that I think about and and why this comes up is that, you know, we get people that we ask them to do things and we give them, uh, you know, we give them what we think are pretty specific parameters. and, And generally speaking, they are pretty specific. And then we look at why didn't they do it? And we look at two weeks later or three weeks later, Uh, Our employees don't do it. And I'm sure if you've ever managed anyone in your life, you have had this scenario happen where you've asked someone to do something and they just don't do it. So how do we get people to execute? And so one one of the, the concept that I want you to think about as you go back to your business, as you go back to your office is how do I get people to buy in? Well, I get people to buy in through selling what it is that I'm trying to get them to buy into, okay? And I think a lot of times we just don't push that envelope far enough in terms of selling what it is that we want people to buy into. And this is so critical. I mean, you're a salesperson in your business in a lot of different ways. You sell your product and service, but you also have to sell your employees on the big picture and what's going on in your business. And you have to give, you, you have to give them context and you have to give them a why about the things that you're asking them to do and wanting them to do. This is important. But the reason why we don't do that, and, and look, I'm with you. For every boss and manager who has the same complaint that I'm about to bring up, I've been there. But we think that, look, just because we give someone a paycheck – that means that they'll do what we ask them to do every single time. And unfortunately, as we already know, that just doesn't happen. Paychecks aren't enough. Just because you give me a paycheck as an employee, that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to do everything that you ask me to do. And, and so that creates a problem for us, and it makes us angry. I mean, what we really do is we get kind of angry and passive-aggressive about it. It's like, how dare these guys? not do what I ask them to do. I mean, for goodness sakes, I pay them good money to do the things that I need them to do. And so now they're not, uh, they're not engaging and they're not doing that at the level that I want them to. And, and this is a personal affront to me as a business owner and someone who signs their paychecks and give them a paycheck. So just understand this as we talk about this today. A paycheck is not enough. A paycheck does not sell someone on why they should do some things. So let's talk about what does sell people on doing things. So the first thing that I want to do if I'm selling to get people to buy in is I want to paint the big picture, okay? And you can think about this in anything that you sell. I want to paint the big picture for people. Well, in a business, what is the big picture? My big picture is my values. What do we value? And how does what you're doing right now support a value? 
What is my vision? Where do I want to go? And how does what I'm asking you to do serve that vision and help us get closer to it? Also, what are our objectives? What are those things that we want to accomplish this year that that this specific task gets us closer to hitting an objective? Now, I may even paint this into a bigger picture for the employee, too. And this is where connecting is so critical. Um, If you're not connected to your team, if you don't know what makes them tick professionally and personally, you're totally missing the boat here on on being able to sell them, right? If I don't have a relationship with someone, it's very hard to sell them. If I don't know from what paradigm they're operating on or what viewpoint they have, it's very hard for me to get someone to buy what I'm selling. So if I already know, look, when you hit this and you do this – This is going to create this kind of an outcome for our business, which then will get you paid this type of a bonus, which you mentioned you're saving up money for a house or you're saving up money for a car or you want more responsibility within the business. Okay, great. Well, doing these things helps you do that. Okay, so I want to paint the big picture not only for the office, but also what's the big picture for the employee? How does this help them? in the long term, reach their goals. But if I don't know what those goals are, or if I've never asked them to do that, that's very difficult to get them to buy in, okay? So get that big picture. Tie everything that you ask them to do back into that big picture, and I use that with confrontation as well. Now, the next step is one that, look, we skip this all the time because what we end up being is relegators versus delegators. And relegating is just, look, we give people tasks, we tell them when to do them, we tell them what to do, how to do it, just do it. And basically, they're, they're, they're glorified order takers. You know, it's like we pulled up to the drive through at McDonald's. We said, hey, give me a number five and I need it now. Uh, here's how much I'm going to pay for it. And bam, we, you know, they go out and get it for us. So we don't, I don't want my employees to be order, taker, order takers, but I do want them to take ownership, and and how I get them to do that is I get consensus. And you can see this. Look, when you sell someone on a product or service, you got to get consensus, right? we got to be on the same page. Would you agree that this would be good for you? Would you agree that this time frame makes sense? All these different things, right, Mr. Jones, as we're talking about this, would you agree that X, Y, and Z might help your business? Well, the same thing is true with our employees. How do we get consensus with them. So I may say, look, this what's need this what this is what needs to be done. Here's the time frame for which it needs to be done. Is this something that's possible for you to get done in this time frame? What are the obstacles, Mr. Employee or Mrs. Employee, that would keep you from getting this done in this time frame? Okay. Do you see what I've done there? It's something that's so simple and so subtle, it's so easy to overlook. But I've put the onus and the ownership of this project back to the employee. Okay. Now, why is that important? Look, if I don't get consensus and I don't, this is this is one of the big pictures. This is one of the missing pieces to buy. And if I don't get this, let's say that I give them a two-week time frame and I give them a task and I tell them exactly how to do it, and they fail. If I don't get their input and buy-in on this particular project, guess whose failure? It rests squarely on my shoulders, right? That's where the failure lies. They failed because of their crappy boss or manager who gave them an unrealistic time frame with an unreachable goal, with unattainable ways to do it that don't work. Okay, now I'm the bad guy because I didn't get consensus. But when I get consensus, I want to confirm with the employee that they think it's possible and allow them the space to now tell me 
If it's not possible, what is possible? Oh, you can't do it in two weeks, but you can do it in three? Can I live with that? Yeah, I can. Or, hey, I really need it in two weeks. What would you need from me to be able to get this done in that time frame? Right? How important is that? I want to recognize what are the obstacles that we see now right up front. Because, look, now we think that why don't our employees tell us when they can't get something done? Like, what's wrong with them? Are they just lazy or irresponsible or stupid? No, they're none of those things. What it comes down to is, look, you know what? Whether you believe it or not, and this may sound funny as I say this. Some of you may chuckle as I say this, but your employees don't want to let you down. And so if you ask them to do something, they're going to people please the hell out of your request and they're going to say yes, right? I mean, they're just going to do it because they don't want to let their boss down. They don't want they, they don't want you to think that they can't do something and they want to be someone who's just, look, when you ask me to do something, I'm going to do it, okay? And, and this is coaching. This is educating them on really critical thinking, Okay, this is a critical thinking exercise. If you remember my podcast a little while ago that I did with Stuart Friedman where we talked about execution. One of the big things about execution is the fact that people have a real limitation. Most people have a real limitation when it comes to thinking strategically. They can't do it. They don't have the capacity. They're not able to do it. And so they don't know how. So then what I want to do with this, with getting consensus, what I'm trying to do is trying to help build that muscle of thinking strategically and what that looks like. And the more that I can do that, the more that they're going to start being proactive and be smarter about what they agree to and when they agree to it, and they'll be better executors down the road. And that's really what I'm looking for here. So consensus does a lot of different things. It not only helps them be supported in what they're doing, but it also allows me the space to help them start thinking critically about what they're doing and why and how certain things are going to look in the future. There's just a whole lot of great things that come along with getting consensus. But if I look at where we get breakdowns with buy-in, that's the number one thing that people overlook is getting that consensus from their team. Okay? So the last thing, okay, if I'm going to close the sale, one of the things that I need to do is, hey, I may sound that we may have an agreement in principle. I may sign a con- send a contract out to a, to a prospective client. But I need to follow up to make sure I get that contract back and that they're ready to go and that they don't have any other concerns that come up, right? So the last piece to this whole thing about how do do we sell to get buy-in, part of that selling process is that follow-up and getting follow-up from our, you know, following up from our team, checking in with them. Hey, how are things going? Is everything going okay? Do you need any help? Now, this does a couple of things. Number one, it lets my team know that what we talked about was serious, Okay, so this is another thing that this may want you. This may make you want to pull your hair out, and just it makes you incredulous when you think about it. But here's the thing: you say a lot of things to your team. Probably you've probably said a lot of things to your team in the past. I've been guilty of this, and we don't follow through on it. Right? You ever done that? You you tell them, hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and by like day two, it's gone. There's no remnants of that ever. That conversation ever even taking place. Okay. We're all guilty of having ideas graveyards, and so it, it, it creates a trust and credibility issue with our team when we, when we say things. So it's not that our team doesn't want to do things, but they also want to test the water and see where the boundary is and see, you know, is this guy, is he serious about this? Is she serious about this? Does she really want me to do this? Okay, which sounds crazy, right? I told you to do it. I'm the boss. Why don't you do it, right? It doesn't work that way. So 
Following up lets people know I am serious about what we talked about. This is real. It needs to be done. I'm going to check in to see how things are going. And now they know, hey, what gets monitored gets done, right? I mean, we're all like that to a certain degree. I mean, we all hold ourselves accountable at, at different levels. But we all need someone, you know, to kind of help us hold us accountable to kind of what we're doing and what's going on, right? But here's the second thing to that. Checking in with them and, and offering support allows us to check in and see, hey, are there obstacles that come up that have gotten in their way? And now I've created the space for that conversation to happen. Because again, our employees don't want to look bad in front of us. They don't want us to think that they're incapable. So if they run into an obstacle, they may sit on it and they may not do anything and they may let it derail the project. Okay, so now I want to come back to them and create that space for a conversation to happen so that I can say, hey, how are things going? Hey, are there any issues that I should be aware of that I can help you with? Hey, you know what? As a matter of fact, there is. Okay, and, and look, I want to give people permission up front, too, to, hey, if there is problems, come talk to me. Okay, because it's important that we get this done. And so when I'm checking in with them, I want to make sure there's no obstacles. I want to offer them the support that they need. And look, through this process, people will feel more comfortable with you in doing that. And and for some people, when, when their team doesn't share these things, it's typically because they don't feel comfortable with you as a, as a boss or an authority figure. And they're not confident that you're going to be supportive. And that may be your fault and it may not be, but it just is what it is. So doing this really builds trust and really helps them uh, realize that you're, you're, you have their best interests at heart and you want to support them, but you also are serious about results and getting that done. And look, that's how we create culture. That's how we get a, a that's how we create a culture of accountability, a, a culture of executing at a high level by doing some of these things. So think about this. I mean, think about those times when you've asked people to do things and they haven't gotten done and think about what we've just talked about today. What, what are some things that you could do differently or do better to really get buy-in from people right up front, and, and, and how can you sell what you're wanting them to do at a higher level? You know, how can you really sell people on that so they're just really, they're motivated to do it, they're ready to do it, they feel like they have the tools to do it, the support that they need to get those things done? This is huge. Um, if you want breakdowns to stop in your, in your business or your practice or whatever it is, then this is something that you'll want to master and get good at. Because the better you are at this and getting buy-in from people up front, the better you'll execute and the more effective your team will be, which will cause less stress and headache for you as a business owner, which I know is something that we all want. So I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's podcast. If you have any questions, hit me up at buildyoursoulpurpose.com. Leave a comment. Hit me up on my contact form. Ask questions. I'd love to hear it. If you like this, share it social media, bookmark it, you name it. Uh, help me out, rate it on iTunes, whatever you can do there for me uh, would be much appreciated. Um, if you like it, pass it on and share it with other people. So I want to thank you for listening to this week's installment of Your Life, Your Purpose on buildyoursoulpurpose.com. This is Brandon Allen. I am signing off. Have a great day.